y'all know me by a nickname that I don't like. Uh-huh, uh-huh, keep that to yourself. Um, but many of you have seen me from when I was a boy sitting on this corner. Um, have known me from way back when, and for that, for those of you who helped to uh, parent me as a village, I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm indeed uh, blessed to see so many of your faces, but there are many who I don't see, but I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, y'all still got Sister Boyd here looking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Mama Willis, I saw her in the back somewhere. Uh-huh. And uh, Ocelia Williams. So, yeah, I've seen some faces in here. Y'all excuse me. Uh, I don't preach long, so I feel like I can talk for a little bit. That's all right. All right, but I want to thank God again um, for your prayers as my mother is recuperating. I'm looking forward to her going to Drake Rehabilitation as she begins this journey back to her healing. Amen, amen. And contrary to popular opinion, God can use science because he created it. Amen, amen, amen. Um, it's good to have my grandma in the house. Can you stand? Amen. Stand up. Uh -huh. Stand up. They know who you are. Amen. 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 She would tell you nobody but Jesus. Amen. Amen. She had to pray me through. Yeah, yeah. And my aunt and my younger cousin is here. I ain't seen her in a while. Good to see you, Aya. Amen. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, Terry got off that organ fast. Uh-huh. Because she remembers me. Yeah, she remembered those requests that I used to send up that wasn't acting like I used to try to do different handwriting so they wouldn't know. It was me, yeah, but they, her and Lynetta figured that out pretty fast. But um, um, again, as uh, we get ready to preach and proclaim, I would be remiss if I did not use my voice for a little bit, if that's all right. And um, I was sitting here, Terry, and I was thinking about how I could create a quick medley in four minutes. And the spirit said, maybe you ought to send these to Terry and Lynetta so they could practice them so they won't beat you up. I get to have lunch with Lynetta tomorrow, so I'll take the beating when it comes. <laughs> There's a leak in this old building, and my soul, oh yes, my soul,
see sitting over in that back corner, she would sometimes have to take her past the chorus road and move over to this corner. And y'all, so I'm sorry, y'all gotta excuse me here, but when she would grab the mic, Sister Blair would grab the mic and she would tell you, Lord, Lord, you know that I have no friends like you. light-skinned, beautiful woman who played the ivories. And then they told me as a kid that she's homegrown, which gave me something to aspire to. And she wrote these songs, I didn't know y'all until years later, that she wrote songs for the children's choir that we were singing deep in my heart, all of these songs that she remixed and made work for us. Amen. And I'm going to screw the words up to this song, but she would, uh, God is real. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. Y'all remember that? God will never leave you. He's never left. Yeah, nice vamp. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. Come on. God will never leave you. He's never left me. Sing that to yourself. Come on. You don't have to. You don't have to fret. God will never leave you. He's never. You don't have to worry. God will never leave you. He's never left me. Hold on. My, my, my. Hold on. Put a vamp in there like this. Don't give up. prouder son of this church and I can testify because Bethel AME Chico hears about y'all all the time matter of fact I suspect they're probably getting tired of me talking about y'all my band listens to Terry and Lynetta from the 90s yeah I know some of y'all act like that's ancient time 
But when you do something in somebody's life, you have no clue when it will mature. So that's why you gotta watch how you acting. Because somebody is always watching you. It would be a first Sunday. Again, I'm telling you, I don't preach long, so I get to find the time to talk to you. Where the mothers were sitting here, and I remember I could see Ozella Smith. She would have the biggest hat out of them all. And I never saw her wear the same hat. And again, I paid attention from the front corner seat. And when the right song came through, or and it didn't have to be the God's Mass Choir, or Pastor's Course singing, or Layman League, it could be a hymn that Robert Harney was singing, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. And Sister Smith began to reflect back where God brought her from. That hat would go one way. And imagine this scared kid sitting next to Sister Hattie Willis on a Sunday that John, John Will, that's what she would call him, John Will Sr. was preaching. And he got to reflecting about how his soul looks back and wonders. Y'all excuse me, I, I, I figured I would go ahead and speak how I feel. The scripture this morning is found in John chapter 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire chapter will be the substance of our study, but I've learned long ago that y'all don't like to stand for much. So we'll stop at just verse 11. <laughs> the woman said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket. Now, this is the way that the writer records it, and John is a really good writer, but I suspect that she says, Sir, you don't even got a bucket. And the well, Dorothy Matthews is deep. Where would you get this living water? Be seated all over the house. God bless you. Even now, Lord God, we say thank you. Thank you for another opportunity for us to come in your house. Thank you for another chance for us to lift you up. Lord, right now, I decrease so that you may increase. Have your way in this place. Shut Robert up so that you can speak. And I'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret. God has never left me, never left me yet. I don't have to worry, I don't have to fret. God has never left me, has never left me yet. Hold on. I sing this to myself. Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. John's fourth gospel is one of the more powerfully prophetic words in its own purpose. John doesn't hide that the purpose behind his writing 
is to showcase to you the true and living God. The other gospels have a different purpose. Some of them simply write to provide a historical record. Others write to ensure that the Jewish tradition continues, Matthew. Mark is the oldest of the four gospels, often known as the synoptic gospels. Simply means, y'all, that they all are saying the same thing, just in a different way. Matter of fact, we could replicate the same thing in this space. If I asked you to tell us what happened in worship service, y'all would tell us about 80 to 100 different versions of the same thing. So ideally, you want people to provide you their personal perspective of what they see. Amen. But John gives us this writing in chapter four that has, I think, for years frustrated so many of us. Because so many of us, when we read this story of this lady at the well who does not get a name but showcases a purpose that's deeper than herself. Sister Deborah, she lives here. This is her community. She's not a stranger to these parts. And so this morning, Aunt Sonny, as I was getting this message together, I said, Lord, who can tell us this message? Who can I speak to? And God invited me to talk to a brother from the hood. Brother from the hood who has no name, who shows up to 4809 Ravina Street nameless, but with a testimony of what he saw. Are y'all okay with me sharing? Sister Brock, is it all right if I share what this brother told us? And Terry, let me know, Robert, be on time. And so let me push. Let me push. See, she ain't going to be at lunch. I ain't got to worry about her beating me up. Okay? <laughs> he says, as I sat on this Sumerian hillside surveying the land, I saw a bunch of brothers coming down the hill. They clearly, Wayne, weren't from here. They had to be Jewish by origin because the Jews and the Sumerians don't hang out together. He said they got a whole lot of feuds going on. You know what feuds are, right? Issues, faults, and stuff that they got that's unrelated to one another. And they don't talk. And so as I see them coming down the hill, Sister Smith, I see them, some of them running, some of them smiling, but some of them got their serious faces on. And there seems to be one person left at the well. He says, the closer I see the group coming down the hill, I see this woman coming up the hill. Now, we know who she is. I didn't know who they were, but I know her. And I know her because her reputation precedes her. Everybody in the community can say that they had somebody who had been with her. I know y'all want to be holy and act like y'all ain't got no past. But this morning, can I keep it 100? That we all got somebody who knows us, who knew us back when? Yeah, 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 there we go. Okay, I got some realism coming up in the house. I wanted to make sure I didn't walk into a place that's already perfected, Venice. And, yeah, yeah, and I know based off of your series that I watch, because I get to watch y'all on Sunday morning, amen, amen, that y'all ain't already there, amen, amen. So y'all understand what he meant when he said he knew her. 
And all the time we're having these conversations, it's about her past, Tracy. People spend time dwelling on the conversation that she has with Jesus when Jesus says, hey, I know about the men you've been with and the one you're with now ain't your husband. And I figured that maybe this guy could testify to some other part of the narrative. Maybe he could provide me some insight, my brothers, into something that would help us make sense of our lives. Maybe if he shared the real experience that she had as a woman living in a community with the past, that maybe it would help us move from where we are to where God is trying to take us to be. Because so many of us have experiences in our past that many of us have not let go. Uh, you'll surprise yourself because many of us say we moved on from folks, but we're still living at that old address. Uh, Y'all got quiet on me there. Yeah. It's all right. Because I'm not preaching what I heard about, I'm preaching what I know. And if y'all give me just a few more moments, I'm going to preach it like I feel it. He, 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 he sees her coming up the hill and me imagines that when she walked past these Jewish men who were not just regular Jewish men, but these were the disciples, these were the ones who were called out to do the work of Christ, the ones who Christ imparted himself into. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Ventus shared with you that I'm his son in the ministry. I'm not his son by birth, but I'm, son, I'm his son because he decided that he saw God's hands on my life. And that rather than throwing me away, that he would work with me despite my stuff. Jesus saw his disciples in the same way. Sister Smith, none of them had any degrees. None of them worked with anything much. Matter of fact, many of them he caught out on the sea. They were fishermen. They, and they were some cousins and brothers who, who literally were riffraff by the world's standards. And me imagines as she's coming up the hill to get water, Lynetta, that she has to walk past these brothers who think they somebody based off of Jesus. They ain't wrong. They are somebody, but you ain't nobody to be acting like God's people ain't somebody. Let me, let me help y'all out because some of the worst folks to deal with can be church folks. I know, I know, I know. I know y'all don't want to hear that. But we can be some mean somebodies with a smile on our face. I told my church a few weeks ago of an experience that I had here in this sanctuary. I'm going to tell you, the reason why I enjoy in my church sitting away from the crowd, sitting, and when I say that, I mean I don't want to look at who's out in the seats is because I spent so much time sitting right in this section and in between Pastor Venice preaching, and y'all remember that one time I went to sleep, um, 
right after I accepted my call. He said, man, you can't be sleeping like that. As a young brother, I would pay attention to who came in the door. And there was this one Sunday where this woman walked into our sanctuary and she had all of this hair. And for fear of embarrassment and not making anyone feel bad, I, I will not say her name in this moment, but long story short, she came in with all of this hair and clearly there was something going on. And rather than operating in the spirit, I acted in the carnal as I was up here with all the other brothers. I wasn't alone. I'm gonna go ahead and name them Jimmy, Jonathan, Thompson, Quincy, James, Reinhardt, soon to be Dr. Reinhardt. Y'all pray for him as he's finishing his doctorate, amen. Amen, wait a minute, uh, uh, Cornelis and uh, Staples, and I'm, I'm snitching on everybody, I wasn't the only one. As we snickered up here at this woman, who had, catch this, fought her way to get into the house. You often ain't got a clue what people got to go through just to get in the house. Snickered and laughed. And after I went to college, I came back and saw her singing in the choir. I saw what God had did through her and what God is doing to her. You don't know, and so, so y'all don't think I done left off the text. I suspect that this woman felt some kind of way as she came up past them brothers. Because all of the people in the community had treated her the same way. Like they ain't did nothing that they wish they could take back. Like they ain't had a past that they didn't wish they could move beyond. Like they ain't made no decisions as it relates to relationships that they wish they could get some do-overs. I should have got a couple of amens in this house. Yeah, yeah, it's all, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Grandma, they said preacher, sit down, so I'm gonna I'm push a little closer. As she makes her way up the hill, the brother says he sees her slowing up her walk as she gets closer to the well. She sees a man at the well, and he does not have a bucket. And I want to just ask you just a little bit more transparently. Wouldn't you have a few questions? Based off of her story, based off of what she's gone through, you see somebody at a well without a bucket? Wouldn't you be a little concerned for your safety? Because who simply dwells at a well without the ability to get water? Nobody comes to the well unprepared. And this particular well is known as Jacob's well. It was a gift to Joseph from Jacob. And if you look at the text, and again, go home when you get a chance and survey this. And if you had any issues, you can DM me and say, you got this part wrong, but after service, don't talk to me. Let me get this through, okay? She gets to Jacob's well, and she sees this person there without the apparatus to get water. So she believes, uh, Aunt Minnie, that maybe he wants more from me than what meets the eye. Yeah. 
Maybe he's another guy who simply is after me for my body. Maybe he's just another person who wants to treat me the way all the leftovers, all the other guys did. And so you've got to understand that her conversation, her interrogatory with Jesus was not to be disrespectful, but Justin, she was checking him out. And there are some people that you ought to check out. Venice, this used to be a preaching house. They would talk back to me, but I'm going to act like that maybe it's the mass and not that people are nervous about what they went through. And Sister Kathleen, I want you to make sure that I don't move out of the box. But, but I feel like I got to make this part plain. Y'all, I don't care how you feel about this. Women understand themselves and understand us in ways that you wouldn't understand. I can say that now. I can say that now. A cousin know now. Because I had this experience that I had never preached about, but I feel like it might help you understand where I'm at. I had an experience where for about, I would say two years, I quit walking uh, anything more than a block because I would be out of breath. I would be, as I had ballooned to 517 pounds. And some of y'all saying, ooh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. But y'all ain't been skinny like y'all are now. Yeah, I, I ain't the only one. And better yet, let me be a little bit more frank, I didn't get there on my own. Some of that was y'all food that y'all cooked, yeah. Offering preachers food instead of money, amen. Yeah, let me testify, all right, all right. While y'all talking about ooh, you should have heard them. Everybody online, you should have heard the folks into the ooh. 517 pounds. And I was out with my girlfriend. Yeah, I was still looking good looking. Yeah, I still had a, still kept a good one on my side. But this particular woman made me realize that I didn't need to live alone. Let me tell you how it happened. Sister Boyd, we got to this park and I would normally allow my dog just to get out and run. I wouldn't walk my dog. I would allow my dog to walk themselves. Amen. I'm just testifying. I'm going to help somebody today. And she said, no, come on, let's get out and let's walk with Kobe. And so we get out and I walk to the gate, which was less than a block. And I kind of stop and I'm like, go ahead, Kobe, go, go. Get on, go, go do your business. Hurry up, matter of fact. Cause I... And she said, no, we're going to walk out there. And she pointed to this tree and cousin, it looked to be so far that I felt dejected. But then my pride brothers got into me. I said, well, this woman, good looking woman said, we got to make it out there. And I said, I'm going to go, but I don't know how we're going to get back. She says, I'll figure that part out. I'm giving y'all a quick remix. I ain't going to all the details. And so we get to walking. I get to sweating. And I start stopping, acting like I'm looking around at stuff, but I'm stopping to catch my breath. I'm stopping to, you know, and I said, you see that bird over? She said, let's keep, let's keep moving. And so we kept walking, and when we got to the tree, and I turned around to see how far we were from the car, Sister Smith, who I know for a fact was at RN, I, I said, okay, I'm about to have a heart attack right here. Just thinking about walking back, Tracy, was enough for me to want to give up. She said, that's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hands on my shoulders. I'm going to bear your weight 
all the way back to the car. You focus on your breathing. I'll focus on carrying your weight. Y'all think a man could have came up with that? No. We just said sit here as long as you need to. And when you're ready, come on and start walking back. Take as many breaks as you want to. But she decided, catch this, that I was worth it to bear my weight. Come, come closer. She gets to this space, and all she's known is dog men. She gets to the well, and her only experience with men has been bad men. Men who played on her psyche, who played on her emotions, men who messed around with her feelings, but left her cold at night. I'm trying to help y'all. I ain't jumping on the brothers. But I think if you look at this text, I don't want you to walk away empty. Because what Jesus shows up to this well without a bucket, and here's the thing, Sister Jefferson, I I looked at the text and the text looked back at me and I said, when else do we recall Jesus being at a public place by himself? Since he's called these brothers, he's kept them with him. We notice it later in the gospel when he gets to the Garden of Gethsemane, when the scripture says he goes a little further. But at no other spot in his ministry does he operate alone. But what he realizes, and I want you all to catch this, is that some messages can't happen in church. Some way God reveals himself. It happens when it's just you and God. And so she probably, and catch this, I I, I mean, Pastor Venice, this one I know you already got, but I want to share this with the people, you know, it's between you and me, we're going to, but but I think we ought to help the folks out today, okay? Uh, Maybe those brothers would have prevented this woman from getting what she needed. Maybe their presence and their immaturity Wayne would have prevented them from seeing that God had a plan for this woman's life. They would have, catched this, they would have had an issue, Sister Ernestine, with the fact that she's a Jew. Excuse me, she's a Samaritan. And that might have prevented her from having access to this amazing grace. But, 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 but God always knows exactly what we need when we need it. And so I'm so glad that he sent them away. And as he sits them away, I think there are three quick points I want to make to you. One is that Jesus does not use conventional means to get an unconventional outcome. Let me help you out. Y'all can't expect that all of the ministry of New Mission Baptist Church will happen on a Sunday morning. That's why you gotta invest in outreach. 
Matter of fact, if we're going to keep it 100, say keep it 100, preacher. You can't tell me much of Jesus' ministry was spent in the church. He was born outside. He did ministry outside. He died outside. And when he comes back, it's going to be. So moving outside of the walls of the church is not an optional exercise. It's what we've been called to do. The scripture says, go ye therefore throughout. Okay, all right, all right, come, come, come closer. Sir, you don't even got a bucket. But this well is deep. She didn't realize that he wasn't there to take from her. But he was there to give her something. I want y'all to hear me. Jesus wasn't up there because he was thirsty, but he knew that she would show up on that particular day, at that particular time, and he knew that he had a message just for her. Ain't that how he does us? He shows up just when we need him the most. We used to sing it, Jesus, is near. It is no secret that God does not operate under conventional means. Because if we were honest in the house, not all of us got saved on a Sunday morning. There's a few of us that might have been in Uncle Milk's. Yeah, in between the Jack and the Henny. Yeah, yeah, okay, y'all know I don't drink, so I, I, they might be the same thing. Are they the same thing, Auntie? No, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because God doesn't come at regular time. He comes at his time. I'm almost through. Let me, let me, let me move to another piece. Her past makes her a perfect candidate for ministry. Her past, her complicated story, the stuff she's gone through, catch this, the hurts she's experienced make her the right candidate for ministry. In Samaria, they didn't want to hear no cute, clean messages because they weren't living cute, clean lives. And truth be told, we don't got cute, clean lives. God needs you just as you are. Don't be scared of your past, especially if you ain't living there no more. I said that two times. I'm going to keep saying it to you because the only reason for you to got issues with it is if you got unresolved stuff, untied ends. But when you ain't living there no more, people can say, yeah, I remember you when I do too. Uh-huh. And I was having fun while I was doing it. But look at me, matter of fact, catch this. And when somebody come and sit next to you and you can tell what they've been drinking, Right there, that lets you know that you're the right person to help them out. Yeah, you can say to them, I'm no longer showing up in church that way, but I know you have Henny and a Coke. And there was a time when that's all that consumed my life was Henny 
and a Coke. But when Jesus comes into your life, he knows how to turn some stuff around. The people who have the strongest witness, catch this, are the people who've been broken the most. The people who know what it's like to be acquainted with grief. The people who know what it's like to have fallen a few times and had to get up. Don't come to me preaching what Jesus can do when you're scared to testify how he brought you through. Sir, you up here at a well and you ain't even got a bucket and the well is deep. I didn't walked all the way up this hill. I ain't got time for your foolishness. She didn't realize that he was there to change her life. She didn't realize that he was there on assignment to give her a brand new call. And all of her past helped him work with her. Ah, because in man's hands, broken people stay broke. But in God's hands, her brokenness becomes the mechanism of action. It becomes the peace of God that he can showcase to the community. And all, all y'all preachers who got issues with women preachers, you better look in the text because he anoints her to proclaim and preach. And just in case you wanna, you wanna fact check me, you look at the last verse in this text. I'm almost done, I'm, I'm, the sermon's over. I'm a, I'm gonna try to close a little bit better. Look at the last verse. It look, matter of fact, let's start at 38. It says, many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word. When she testified, he told me, Tracy, everything I've done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this is the one who is truly the savior of the world. But they first heard Aunt Minnie because of her. Can I say to you that somebody's waiting on you to testify? Somebody's waiting on your testimony for them to be able to come to Christ. And I know you've had a whole lot of stuff in your past, a lot of hurt that shows up when you stand up. But can I testify to you that God knew exactly what he was doing. Yes, he, he knew that uh, you would need him. Uh, yes, uh, to get over, yes, uh, that hurdle. And uh, I know, <laughs> good God from Zion, that um, your past uh, might have felt like uh, something to take you out of uh, your heartaches. Uh, yes, uh, might have seemed uh, to break you down. Uh, but what if I told you uh, that God uh, used 
bruises, uh, broken people. Uh, yes, God uses uh, our cracks. Uh, yes, uh, and if you got it all together, uh, stay right where you are. But I believe there's a few witnesses uh, in the house. Uh, we used to sing it. Uh, have you uh, any rivers uh, that seem uncrossable? Have you uh, any mountains uh, you can tunnel through? Goodbye now, y'all. God, yes, he specializes uh, in healing. All kinds of, oh, good God Almighty, and He will do.